the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, it is April 20th, 2023. It is a beautiful sunny day here in Pittsburgh, or in, you're in Pittsburgh. I'm in Steubenville, Ohio. I assume it's a beautiful sunny day there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as well, though. Um, this is No Buts About It. If you happen to find your way here from the Pat McAfee show since he canceled his show today and you're just looking for your fix, uh, go ahead and hit that like and uh, subscribe button, please. If you happen to be a returning guest and you've never hit subscribe, go ahead and hit subscribe. It helps us out. It's a nice thing to do. Also, um, we've got a new segment that we're working on. And uh, if you go on over to the Instagram, nobuts underscore show, you'll see a little part of that. But uh, we're going to have a fun little thing coming up this season where uh, we bring in a guy who's never watched football before, who has learned everything he knows about football, from this show, and he's going to give us his takes on how his team that he has chosen to root for is doing. But uh, that's not today. That will be happening in the near future. Today, we are going to catch up on the news that uh, happened this past week with uh, some some moves were made, um, some surprises, I'd say, uh, starting with Chuss's favorite team, my least favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, brought in a new guy. That was just clapping for the people who aren't on YouTube. Yeah, I, I started clapping because, you know, he, Josh hates the Steelers, so I have to applaud them even more. That it makes me uh, – it reminds me of uh, – I I'm I know this kid. Uh, he goes up to uh, school up in Massachusetts, or somewhere in that area. Um, and uh, he is a uh, uh, he's a Steelers fan, and mm. they're all Patriots fans up there, right. and they all hate him. But he loves the hate so. because he's a Steelers fan. Well, um, yeah. Allen Robinson from the L.A. Rams. Rams needed to clean some cap space up, so they went ahead and traded Robinson over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rams got a seventh-round pick, uh, pick 234, and the Steelers got a seventh-round pick, which is pick 251 and Allen Robinson. And then as far as payment goes, the Rams still owe Allen Robinson $10.5 million, whereas the Steelers will only be paying Robinson $5 million this season. I have my opinions about the trade. What do you think about the trade? Is this a good move for the Steelers? Um, I think it's beneficial. I mean, I'm not real sure about the player himself, Allen Robinson. 
just because, I mean, he hasn't shown a whole lot in L.A. I mean, he did really well in Chicago. Um, like, he did really – he had times where, like, he was very good. Um, but in L.A., he kind of at times seemed like he wasn't producing to that maximum capacity that he possibly could have. Um, for him to come to the Steelers, I think is a good move on our part. But the reason I think it's a good move is just because we didn't give a whole lot up for him. We're not we're not taking a lot of his contract. Not only did we only give up a seventh round pick for him, but we also got another seventh round pick in return and a player. And they're also retaining like a decent bit of the salary. So in a way, I think we really won out on that trade because even if Allen Robinson's a bust, it's not like it's it's not like it costed us like a third round pick or something like that. It wasn't like it was something unbelievably bad or we lost a player from it or something along those lines. You know, you're taking a risk and he is 29 and he could be really good or he could just be mid. But I think adding that, you know, a little bit more of an experienced guy into the mix on top of like, you know, Deontay Johnson and stuff. I mean, Deontay Johnson's a little younger than, um, than Robinson but I think adding like a 29 year old guy can help like even like pickens or you know some of these other like fourth fifth and string sixth string wide receivers coming in so I think it's a good trade I mean I don't know about the player yet but just because of his stat line but I don't think it's a bad trade I, th- I think the still I think Omar Khan knows what he's doing I think let him cook yeah so I I like this trade for the Steelers I hate it for the Rams I don't know what the Rams are doing other than they're desperate to clear cap space. I mean, they still owe $10.5 million. They're paying more for a guy who's not even on their team anymore than you guys are paying for him to be on your team and play. Uh, like you said, that locker room presence uh, with George Pickens, Deontay Johnson both being somewhat younger guy. Deontay Johnson is 2019, so he's kind of past that young age. But George Pickens definitely um, being a guy who – Hasn't been in the league for a long time. Now you've got this guy, Allen Robinson, who was drafted in 2014. He's been in the league for almost a decade, and he has had a couple thousand-yard seasons. He was definitely a top name for a long, for a good while there, especially uh, when he was with the Jaguars and the Bears, as you mentioned. So having a former second-round pick on your team for only $5 million and a seventh-rounder, where you only drop back 20 spots in the – in the last round like i mean that's not gonna be a big deal you're not losing anything yeah and like i said it wasn't like it was like a first or a second or any of those top you know day one day two picks like you're you're talking well excuse me you're talking like last day last hour of the draft so i mean like i think it's a great trade you know on on the steelers point but like i said as for the player himself you know, I mean, you're not losing a whole lot. I mean, even if, like I said, even if A-Rob ends up not playing well for the Steelers, you're not losing a whole lot. But if he ends up playing great, you know, you got him for a steal. Um, and plus, like, there's players that, like, the Steelers are looking to draft in the draft, such as, like, Parker Washington. There's, like, players and stuff that they've talked about drafting that are also wide receivers that might actually benefit from having, like, an Allen Robinson mentor you know, who, you know, A-Rob might be slowing down a little bit in the next couple of years, or he already is slowing down, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how he plays with the Steelers. But if he slows down a little bit, he might be that really good mentor for those, like, upcoming wide receivers that they drafted or might have picked up off of, you know, just free agency leftovers or undrafted free agents or whatever. I mean, yeah, like I said, seventh round, like, 
everyone, people are going to be like, oh, that could be Brock Purdy. Yeah, it could, or it could be some random guy who you're never going to hear about again. I mean, realistically, you could have traded Stetson Bennett for Allen Robinson. And you guys don't need a Stetson yeah. Bennett. No one, Stetson Bennett might go undrafted. So you're not, yeah, you're not, not. You're not losing out, I don't, on anything. Maybe like a third string running back or something, but. But even then, like, it, we could really just pick one up off of it. I mean, Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent. Exactly. Look at how good he's doing. So, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, and I'm not saying that happens with everybody, but, I mean, like, at, at some case scenarios, you probably have better luck just getting an undrafted free agent anyway than just worrying James about Robinson was undrafted. Um, Adam Thielen undrafted. Austin Eckler, <coughs> like you mentioned. So there's a lot of big names, like, you're kind of working with in that area, like, more draft picks is more helpful, but I don't think you lost anything here. I think the Rams lost everything. Um, yeah, I mean the Rams have been just there's just been something going on. The problem is though is Omar Khan, like the GM that we have currently, he knows how to make deals that benefit his team. And the problem is is like if in a situation where the LA Rams, I feel like their head office right now is just in shambles right now, trying to figure out what the heck they're gonna do for their team. I think Omar Khan just just went and just fleeced it. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm, we'll do this, and they're like, deal, just they're, do it. Let's just do it. They're desperate. They're like, is Sean McVay yeah. retiring? Is Aaron Donald retiring? Is Matthew Stafford retiring? Are we even going to be a franchise anymore? What is going on in LA? Nobody knows. Well, somebody knows, but we don't know. It's it's crazy. They won a Super Bowl and then collapsed. That's what happened. I mean, we were expecting that. Yeah, that's what happens when you buy a Super Bowl. True. Yeah, Bengals were robbed. <laughs> um, so, next big news piece from the past week was Jalen Hurts. He he was the first quarterback from the 2020 draft to uh, be given a new contract. Um, it's a pretty decent contract, I'd say. He's got an agent, Nicole Lynn. Um, she is she was the first agent black agent to represent a quarterback in the super bowl i believe and now i believe that she there was something else she just reset with this but agent nicole lynn was making some history with this contract but 255 million dollars five-year deal 180 million guaranteed for a guy who just went to the super bowl got second and i i believe when I can't remember who texted who first about the Jalen Hurts signing. I can't remember if you texted me or if I texted you, but I think you, I think you okay. texted me about it because I heard about it. But then uh, I don't remember. I think it was you. I'm I pretty just, sure it was you. I just remember the only thing saying, I texted about you this weekend was that um, one of the linebackers requested a trade down in Tampa. Uda, Uda Baker. Yeah. Yeah, and you but, just didn't respond to it. So but, uh, I was just like, <laughs> I think I responded. I was like, Buddha Baker re- requested a trade, and you didn't respond. I meant to well, respond. you you were away that weekend. You were in Ohio. Oh, you were you're okay. in Columbus. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, so this trade happens. I texted you, and I was like, cries in Joe Burrow because yeah, I remember that yeah. Joe Burrow is going to, I assume, get more money. I have a new conspiracy. Okay. I have a new conspiracy about why the Bengals have not announced the Joe Burrow contract. And it is because the NFLPA hates it when their star players take pay cuts because it like lowers the ceiling on the market. I'm thinking, I'm I'm got my gears turning here. Joe Burrow's going to take that pay cut, but first he wants to kind of lessen the attack 
the NFLPA has on him. So he's going to let Herbert and Hertz sign their contracts first. Then he's going to come out and be like, okay, I'm taking less than both those guys. I don't know what that's going to look like, but that's that's my conspiracy I got up in my head until I'm proven wrong. Um, I Otherwise, Joe Burrow's going to make like go ahead. million. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not going to say either way because <laughs> I feel like no matter what, it's going to stay in your head. So, well, I mean, even if I tell you yes or no. Because, well, Joe Burrow's contract was being projected at $214 million four years. This is $255 million for five years for Hertz, which is roughly – it's close to around the same thing. Close enough, yeah. There is not a universe in the world where Jalen Hurts makes more money than Joe Burrow. I can see Jalen Hurts making more money than Herbert because Herbert hasn't had a postseason success yet. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him getting – I don't see Jalen Hurts getting paid more than Joe Burrow unless Joe Burrow takes a pay cut. We'll see. But um, $180 million guaranteed. Now, so we've got that. We've got Jalen Hurts. Been to a Super Bowl. $180 million guaranteed. Then, what like, if Joe Burrow sucks this year? We know that. What if he throws 10 touchdowns and 64 interceptions? 64 interceptions? That's like... Yeah, like, what would happen? If I think if Joe Burrow gets to the point where he's throwing that many interceptions, he won't even be in the game anymore. Yeah, like, probably that's, not. What is? Let's do some math on that real quick. Sixty-four, 64 divided, interceptions divided by why? Sixty-four divided by seventeen is four interceptions a game. That, they're not gonna let him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. But my point was, Ian Rappaport came out and he said on Pat McAfee's show, the Ravens have made a move. They want Lamar. They're gonna keep Lamar around. And they have allegedly offered him two hundred million dollars guaranteed to stay with the team. Really? Mm-hmm. Two hundred million guaranteed, which is twenty million dollars more than Jalen Hurts, who has been to the Super Bowl. And they just brought in Odell, who allegedly, I believe this was also reported by uh, Rappaport, Lamar said, "Hey, Baltimore, you guys bring in Odell and D Hop." We'll talk. And the Ravens were like, hey, Lamar, you want a ridiculous amount of money. No way we're getting both those guys. Pick one. And uh, they ended up getting Odell. So Odell is a Raven on a huge contract, $15 million guaranteed. So now Lamar allegedly has this offer, $200 million guaranteed. I presume he, there's incentives with that. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Would you give – if you are the Baltimore Ravens and you see that this guy who just went to the Super Bowl got 180 million guaranteed, are you still giving Lamar Jackson, who has doesn't have a good postseason record, 200 million guaranteed? No, I would not. I, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's worth that much, to be honest. I mean, I think that, you know, if if like Baltimore had been in like the playoff picture and like the Super Bowl contending position for like the last four years with Lamar, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, these guys that are, like, up for contract this year, other than, like, Herbert, like, Jalen Hurts, he lost the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow lost the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, it's sad. Like, yes, I know it sucks that you both, they both lost. But, like, honestly, the fact that they made it there in their age range is pretty impressive, no matter what anybody says, you know, or what kind of team they had around them. Like, <clears throat> you're a quarterback and you made it there, and that's sick. 
my thing is like with this is that Lamar Jackson didn't start this past postseason game against the Bengals. Did he start the game in 20? I don't even remember like how many games he is. He Owen one Owen two. Has he, I I know he's been hurt for like four (laughs) postseason games. I swear. Like, I, I, I just don't know. He's one in know? three in the playoffs with a total of four total touchdowns and seven turnovers. See, like, that's not good. And that's like... including his MVP season as well, I believe. Because I was in 2019. I remember they had benched Flacco or something. And uh, yeah. he sucked in his playoff game. And the fans were, like, yelling to put Flacco back in. And one of the players, I think it was Marcus Peters, went over and was like, or Marlon Humphrey or someone went over and was like, hey, no, Lamar got us here. We're riding with Lamar no matter what. Which, respect to him. Yeah. Respect to that player. But, yeah, he has a one-in-three postseason history. Burrow already has – Burrow's been in the league three – I mean, three seasons now, really. Uh, he won his second – he won, went to the Super Bowl in his second season. And he managed to get a – um, he's uh, gotten more playoff wins than Lamar already. He's five and one in the su- in the playoffs, not including the Super Bowl. Yeah, only losing this past what season? Yeah, the two playoff games he's lost were the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Well, I'm okay with that as a fan, personally. That's that's impressive though. That's impressive. The fact that your team's making it that far two years in a row is crazy. You know, like compared to Baltimore, who's like, oh yeah. Lamar Jackson is the greatest thing since sliced bread coming into the freaking postseason, losing in the first divisional round or no, not even the divisional round the losing wild in the card. wild card round to some bummy team. They'll be like, Oh yeah. Baltimore's Baltimore's at the top of the AFC North this year. Let's go Baltimore. And then they'll be up against, um, well, let's say they're in second place this year. Okay. So they'll have to play the seventh seed. I'm just gonna throw like just a hypothetical seventh like seventh place team this year. I, I don't I don't know who's gonna be like terrible this year, but let's just say that um let, let's just say that well you got to throw a team at me um the Jaguars let's say Jaguars you think the Jaguars are gonna be seventh again? I wasn't gonna say that, but I think they're gonna win. Well, they were seventh, so I think they'll. I guess that's true. So let's say the Indianapolis Colts decide that they're they going to be the seventh it. seed. Okay. Well, Indianapolis Colts. You think the Anthony Richardson, Indianapolis Colts are going to don't put that hope in me. Don't. Hey, I'm just throwing it out there. You wouldn't give me a team. You're like Jacksonville. No, I said ja- we got to think of, and you said you Indianapolis. Said Jackson- yeah. I'm just trying to think of a team. That's bummy. That was the whole, they point. are bummy. They're not going to make the playoffs yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. They're bummy. Oh my gosh! No, are you okay? Give me a team that give me a team that is bummy that is going to probably that could make make potential playoffs. Baltimore is the typical the Patriots, bummy, maybe. Going... I get yeah, that's a good one. See, see that if one of those two, well, the Jets. Uh, well, they're that, in the East, 50-50. so the Bills are going like, to win that still. division. Yeah, so yeah, there you go, Patriots. We'll say the Patriots, okay. the bummy Patriots, not the Colts. There you go. I love the Colts, so like, but don't. Well, the Jaguars are absolutely going to win that division this year. You, you can't tell me they're not going to win. The Colts are being lucky to the... win six games. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> still. Uh, no, no, you never know what happens. I do know. Everyone told the Steelers that they were going to win two games, and we ended up almost making playoffs again. 
and everyone thought Jacksonville was out until they made playoffs and went to the divisional. Anyway, what's your point? My point is is that Baltimore is going to go in great season, second place, mm-hmm. and they're going to go in to play the New England Patriots and lose because they stink. Once you figure out a way to shut down Lamar Jackson, it, that's over. And I, I'm noticing that in NHL too, in Edmonton right now. I think I think game two is tonight. I actually don't. I would have to double check. Um, I'm going to double check myself because I don't want to like jump the gun here. Okay, so no, no the one thing that I noticed. No misinformation on my podcast. No no mis, no misinformation. But one of the things that I noticed about Edmonton Oilers is that when the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid, they when you figure out a way to shut down Connor McDavid, it's very hard for the other players to just play. Mm-hmm. Like Leon Dreisaitl is very good, and some of these other hockey players on that team are very good. But once they figure out a way to stop Connor McDavid, it's very hard for – Edmonton to just rally back because Connor McDavid is the whole point of the team. He's very good. He's very talented. He can carry the team on his back. Lamar Jackson can do the same thing. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can scramble. He can do all this garbage. But once you figure out a way to shut down Lamar, it's very hard to get going. Now, the difference between NHL and the NFL is that the NFL, when you figure out a way to shut down the quarterback, that is the whole piece of you, the whole piece of the offense, it's very hard to figure – it's very hard to – produce something unless you're playing on defense whereas in hockey if you shut down the player if you take that intermission to just figure out a way to like you know get the second third fourth line guys involved you could probably still win the game i mean they figured that out the kings won in overtime the la kings won in overtime in game one against edmonton and then edmonton ended up coming back in the game two yesterday and winning four two so the series is tied but in that first game, I feel like they were really like shutting down Connor McDavid a lot. Not not a ton because Connor McDavid did do well, but like when you slow down a player enough, it and that is like the captain or somebody that's a big part of the team, it can be very, very bad for the team that relies heavy on them. Um, so I think if once a team figure out, like New England, all Bill Belichick has to do is just be like, oh, Lamar Jackson likes to scramble, do this, do this, and do this. And it's like, okay. Then he works his defense around it. And the next thing you know, the New England Patriots are going to the divisional round of versus what? Kansas City, I guess. Or is it, I don't, it would have to be Kansas City. I, couldn't, I can't say the Bengals because in my hypothetical, it was the Ravens in the top of the AFC North. So. The, so here's the thing with Lamar. He's very athletic. Very, he's a very good player. My, my concern isn't so much with how athletic he is. Or if he's a good player. I think he is a good player. But I think the reason he wants all of this guaranteed money is because there's injury potential there, of course. Understandable. Thing is, is the dude doesn't make it to the playoff games. He gets injured. He gets hurt. And the way that he plays is very open to that. I have said that from the beginning. He, he's a scrambler, like you mentioned. He runs. He can pass the ball. I'm not saying he's a running back. I'm not in that camp. But he is a very mobile guy. Mm-hmm. And something I saw this morning, Josh Allen said, uh, I'm a football player first, I'm a quarterback second in my mind. And he was talking about his athleticism, how he uses his bull rush to like just kind of barrel guys over. Same draft class as Lamar. Remember that. This mm-hmm. guy is saying he needs to stop doing that. 
And Josh Allen is a tank. He's bigger than Lamar. He's less prone to injury than Lamar. If Josh Allen is saying he needs to do that to prevent injury and make his career longer, then obviously Lamar needs to do that as well. And I think Lamar knows that. But for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to do that with the way the game plan is or who they've got around him. But $200 million guaranteed isn't going to help you build a team around you that you can like not be mobile for do you want a long career with no playoff wins or do you want to i mean do you want a short career with no playoff wins or a long career with some playoff wins and i i think baltimore really should just let the dude walk man like i mean i know baltimore was going to be unfortunate like an unfortunate team for the next couple of years but like why deal with this now because it's just going to be the same mediocrity in Baltimore for the next couple of years that they've been facing over the last four years. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hate to be like that because it's very pessimistic, but like you can't expect a dude in his prime to only get one in four to improve from here. Like, it's very hard for me to really thoroughly believe that Lamar Jackson is going to improve his record from one in four to six and four and three Super Bowls or something ridiculous. And then, well, it wouldn't be six and four, but like you, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's really hard for me to believe that. And I I think I would have taken my chances just letting Lamar Jackson walk and then going from there and just trying to figure out your next quarterback move because then you could get a wide receiver. You could get young guys. Just it, it sucks to tank and it sucks to be bad, but sometimes you have to do it in order to rebuild. And I think Baltimore should have done that because now they're in a sticky situation with the $200 million guaranteed if Lamar Jackson gets hurt, if Lamar Jackson starts sucking air because he realizes he can't throw the ball because he's just so used to running all the time, I'm I'm, I'm just messing around. But point being is, it's I, I don't think it's a good move. Yeah, I don't. I mean, worst case scenario, you've got like Carson Wentz is still out there. If you're looking yeah. for a bridge quarterback, I mean, I mean you're not going to be without a quarterback. In Baltimore, I mean, and Baltimore fans are going to be livid if they let Lamar go. But I cannot, I, I feel like we're talking in circles now. But like, yeah, you can't justify paying him that much because ultimately the purpose of the game is to win Super Bowls. Everyone goes back to his race. They're like, he was the MVP in 2019 unanimously. Like, he's a future Hall of Famer. Is he? Is he a future Hall of Famer? Because he, he, he really isn't, doesn't have a whole lot to show for it other the than purpose, the purpose of football, of the NFL, is to win the Super Bowl. That is your goal. And that is Lamar's goal. Lamar has said that is his goal. But it seems like he is taking the hardest possible route to get there. And that's his fault. And he doesn't have an agent, and I don't know if anyone is explaining that to him or telling him that. I don't – I just – I would not want the Bengals to take this deal. If Joe Burrow was like – and I love Joe Burrow. I obviously love Joe Burrow. But if Joe Burrow came out and was like, you guys need to give me $200 million guaranteed no matter what. Um, well, and, I'm walking. And I, my whole contract needs to be guaranteed or I'm leaving. I'm going to be like, no, uh, what? why? We're not going to give you the entire salary cap. <laughs> we yeah, have I just. 52 I other guys just, we have to pay. Okay. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I don't agree with it. I'm sorry, Baltimore Ravens fans. Uh, you're going to have to f- feel the thunder over the next couple of years of what it's like to be at the bottom of the Browns. <laughs> so, 
I mean, I'm not saying that the huh. Steelers are going to be any good. Which two but... teams have made stupid quarterback deals in the AFC North? Oh, it's the Browns and the Ravens. Look where they're at. And, and they're probably going to be at the bottom <laughs> of the division. Shocking. <laughs> so, and listen, listen. Like, I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to be better. I mean, I, for all we know, Baltimore could be 10-7 and 7 again, and the Steelers could be 9-8 and 8 struggling to get in. But my, my point being there is that more than likely over the next couple of years, I, I would probably see the Steelers and the Bengals fighting for the divisional, for the AFC North before I would see Baltimore or Cleveland fighting for that in the next three to five years. We'll see what so. happens. The Lamar, the Lamar drama is interesting. The Aaron Rodgers drama is interesting. I'm still waiting. Draft day. Draft day is going to be fun, I think. Yeah. Hey, that's next week, dude. That's next week. We're going to get a lot of questions answered on draft day. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Lots fun. of questions. And one of those questions that could be answered is, where will Trey Lance be going? Trey Lance was the starter last season for like two games. Then he got hurt and they put Jimmy Garoppolo back in who they benched for Trey Lance and Jimmy G played a few games. His uh, first game, he stepped out of bounds on, I think Thursday night football against the Broncos. And Dan Orlovsky was very happy because he was like, I am not the only one to run out of the back of the end zone anymore. Jimmy G ends up getting hurt. They put in Brock Purdy future of the San Francisco 49ers who might not even play this season because of his UCL tear in his arm, but they have Sam Darnold on a one-year contract, which begs the question. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Jimmy Jimmy G is over in the Raiders. (laughs) Right now they've got Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy might not play. They have also got Trey Lance, former third overall pick with uh, guys like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, that draft, 2021. And the 49ers originally traded their 2022 first rounder, their 2023 first rounder, and a third rounder in 2022 for Lance to get him third overall. He has, like, started two games for them. So now we're playing – we've added another person to the quarterback carousel. Where could Trey Lance land? And a popular landing spot I have seen for him is the Minnesota Vikings. And yeah, you know, it's funny that the Minnesota Vikings just just have never been in any of the talks I feel like that we've ever talked about ever. Well, I don't think I I don't even think that I don't even think that team has ever come out of your mouth when we've talked. I almost mispronounced it, so you could be right. I I, I almost I just don't remember when you said the Minnesota Vikings, I thought you were about to say the Minnesota Wild, which is like my second favorite no, hockey no, team. No, no, and I was like, Vikings. why are you yeah, no, so, Minnesota Vikings. It's very interesting. <laughs> I think if they were to go after Trey Lance, it would be as a backup position, first of all, to compete with Kirk Cousins for the starting position in Minnesota. Kirk's been over in Minnesota for a while. Um, I I don't – I can't say I don't like him because I haven't seen him play that much. But, like, when I what I have seen from him, I was like, eh, like – I'm not that impressed. And everyone goes back to his arm. They're like, he has an awesome arm, but like, so we did Zach seen Wilson. The arm. We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen any of it. We haven't seen him play. Zach Wilson's got so a how, cannon how, too. Are, you, are we going to start saying we yeah, love but, Zach Wilson? But Zach Wilson's cannon also goes 40 yards over the players. So, I mean, it's <laughs> so much for a cannon. The same thing with Trey Lance could happen though. Like it's, and I, I don't want to hate on him because he's young. And he hasn't really. Oh yeah, I mean, like, there's no. I'm not. So I'm not trying to hate on him, but I can't. I hate this trade, and I think the 49ers got bailed out with Brock Purdy. First of all, 
So that was stupid. I didn't like that they benched Jimmy G after Jimmy G had taken them to a Super Bowl and has always made them competitive. Not to say Jimmy G is the best guy in the world, but it wasn't like he was sucking. And then this guy, he gets his chance and he gets injured. Now he might get traded. Who knows what's going to happen with him? What do you, what would you do with Trey Lance in this situation? I mean, you don't want to. I mean, you can't really hold on to him. I mean, I mean, I guess you could, but like he's already like a third string, because like if you have Sam Darnold and then, well, you said Brock Purdy isn't supposed to play this year. He might not play. It, that's that's the well, then, thing here. But who's who's their backup then? So, it's looking like Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and then Trey Lance is the order. Okay, and then if Brock Purdy doesn't play, then it's Sam Darnold, Trey Lance. Correct. Okay, I, honestly, I would hold on to him. You'd hold on to him? I I, I would hold on to him just, be, just for this season. I mean, because, I mean, like, I know you wouldn't get anything from him for, like, a trade because isn't he coming up on, like, a four-year deal ending? Isn't his – no, this would be his third year, in, third year in the league. For, he's a first round. Oh, well, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, then, no, I wouldn't. I would hold on to him because the reason I would hold on to him is just because you would have the extra depth and you would have it just in case Brock Purdy does get hurt again or is out for a decent part of the season. You have Trey Lance as a backup, and if Sam Darnold does really bad, then you have Trey Lance fill in for Sam Darnold, and who knows, maybe Trey Lance ends up being a stud. You can develop his stock, and then you can develop, and you can figure out if you want to trade Brock Purdy, who you probably wouldn't, or trade Trey Lance if he does good or if he doesn't. I mean, if he doesn't do good, then you can just trade him for like you know a bucket of you know fish. Um, but what? it doesn't really matter <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's is just a, a, you is know, that a saying? Or did you just make that up? I just made it up. Okay. I was just trying to think. I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say a barrel of lettuce first, but a bucket of fish just came out first. So. Um, but like you could just trade him for a bucket of fish and that would be it. And then like, and then, what kind or of you fish? could get like a first, uh, salmon. Oh, so good fish. Like he's yeah. Good he's fish. I mean, fish. it's, it's good fish, but would it benefit the team? Maybe not after they <laughs> ate it. I mean, you know, how good are the fish? Are they, are they rotting fish? I don't know. Are it's your analogy. Cooked. So, I- but it, in in fairness, so like it could benefit them, you know, by letting him stay on the team. But it either could bump up his trade value or decline the trade value, or it would keep it or it keeps it right where he was going to get traded at this point. But I would hold on to Trey Lance for now. I mean, yeah, I guess <clears throat> I really don't know. Like this isn't me like pretending to not know. Like I honestly don't know because they made a stupid trade, they dug themselves into a hole. I don't know what the offers are that apparently multiple teams have called it to ask about Trey Lance. I don't know what they're offering. The way I see it, if you can get a first rounder though for Trey Lance, I say you take that. Yeah, um, but it also depends on the year because if it, it like this year, there, most teams aren't going to try to trade away their first round pick this year. But next year, like it might depend because then you're like, oh well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are trading me a first round pick. Not not that this is true, but like. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are trading me a first-round pick. Well, it's going to be like, all right, well, we drafted Trey Lance in the first, you know, ten picks. Um, would you know getting Jacksonville's pick be worth it if they make it to the AFC Championship? You know, if they get like the twenty-eighth pick, like, would that be worth it? You know, I mean, maybe, but I think you'd trade it's with something them. that the Forty ers would have to figure out. You'd almost want to trade with an NFC team. 
because the AFC is going to be so unpredictable. Fair enough, yeah. Like The whole AFC is going to be the bottom of next year's draft, I think. Probably. But... Yeah, that's a that's a hard one. I know a lot of people that are really big on Trey Lance, and I've never been that guy. That I was just like, same with like Malik Willis. Was never big on him. Well, I was never big on Malik Willis, but for me, I never really saw. I never with Malik Willis. Like I remember like researching him and stuff. Trey Lance, I never really researched him too much. And then he came to the NFL, barely ever played, and I was just like, okay, like I just it's it's almost like I have no opinion of him. The guy it's I like thought, I don't I don't have either side for me for saying Trey Lance. So. The guy who I thought was going to break out from <clears> that <throat> draft last year was Zach Wilson from that first round, and like both sides were wrong. Trey Lance didn't break out. Zach Wilson didn't break out. Zach Wilson like decided to be an idiot. So Zach Wilson Zach Wilson is at training camp though, and Aaron Rodgers is That's... not. So. <laughs> Yeah, Who knows? You're right. It's wide open in the NFL. The NFL has just become wilder and wilder year by year. Yep. I um, remember the simpler days back in 2013 where there were barely any trades and the most exciting thing was free agency. Back when Tyler Eifert was a free agent. I learned yeah. in baseball you can trade during the game. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like a guy got traded like mid-game and they're like, you can't play anymore. Apparently, and so I asked, I was like, has anyone ever been traded to another team that that team was playing at the time? And can they just like go over and start playing for the other team? And apparently a a while ago, you used to be able to do that. Huh? Like, I actually did not know that. According to my friends who are baseball fans, I I did not research that myself, but that'd be really funny if like Aaron Judge got traded from the Yankees. They would never do that, but. He got gets traded to like the Red Sox randomly, and they're playing each other, and he's just all of a sudden like, "Give me a Red Sox jersey, I'm hitting." <laughs> yeah, I mean that would just, <laughs> just be really. I, I didn't. I mean, I watch baseball, but I didn't hear. I didn't. Know I think about that. I'd be. Imagine if the NFL did that. NFL would be crazy. <laughs> be crazy. I mean, because like you could just imagine it, just be like, it's like you're you're watching the sideline, and it's just like Lamar Jackson takes off his helmet. It's just, and just, like, he just jogs, over. jogs across. Yeah, he just like other... across the field. He's like, "What the hell is Lamar Jackson doing?" He's so reading like, the playbook. Oh, wait a second! He's taking off his shirt. Oh man, he's putting on a Colts jersey. <laughs> no way! Lamar Jackson just got traded, and we have no information on this de- on the details of this trade, ladies and gentlemen. What is happening here tonight on Monday Night Football? Exactly. It'd be crazy. That'd be wild. It'd be crazy. You know what? I've got a. I have a suggestion for the NFL. <laughs> You know, that kind of reminds me – I think we talked about it on the show the one time. I, I don't remember. I know me and you have talked about it before, but it, it reminds me of the uh, the no information on trades or free agents or retirements in the NFL. The NFL just ends and then oh, the season yeah. begins yeah. where it's just like – it's like t- like uh, New England Patriots fans see Tom Brady walking down the tunnel in uh, the 2020 season or whatever the coming Buccaneers out of the Bay Tunnel and everyone's like – and they're like, and everyone's asking questions on seeing, you know, Ben Roethlisberger retiring, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo in, in you know, San Francisco, <laughs> Russell Wilson in Denver, you know, like, they don't even you know, show Seattle fans expecting to see Russell Wilson run out of the tunnel in Seattle, but they, ex- then they get Geno Smith instead. They don't show the draft and like Brock Purdy just comes out of the tunnel and everyone's like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just a random so. fan who put on a Jersey. 
<laughs> yeah, so well, I mean, I feel like the draft, um, like because yeah, because you would know the top picks, but you wouldn't know who got exactly. drafted, and then in the and then the seventh round, they're just like, is that is that like a guy from like Clemson or something? <laughs> like, who is this guy? And then they're like, oh no, he's just he's Mister Irrelevant apparently. Oh oh, information comes out as they play. It's just like it's so stupid. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now. What happened to Zach Wilson? He's the Browns' water boy. <laughs> yeah. He's in Cleveland again. Cleveland's stocking up on uh, quarterbacks. And then you look at Cleveland's roster, and it's just Deshaun Watson, Zach Wilson, uh, Paxton Lynch, um, just like all the most random quarterbacks ever. Uh, Johnny Manziel, they're bringing him back. Um, They've decided Johnny Manziel's going to come back. Demarcus Russell's back. Yeah, yep. mm -hmm. DeMar DeMar DeRozan, he's coming back. They're bringing Carson Palmer out of retirement, too. Carson Palmer said Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. Carson, I actually do remember that. Carson Palmer that article. out here spitting facts. Uh, that's that's all I got, though. I'm good with ending the show on that. Joe Burrow is better yeah, than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe, especially subscribe so you don't miss an episode, uh, whether you're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, wherever. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts About It, No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. And Chuss still isn't posting on the TikTok, but we will eventually in the future. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really know what to do with the TikTok, to be completely honest. I don't, I don't, I, think, I don't use I think, TikTok. I think, I think, I also don't use TikTok that much. So for me to get ideas from TikTok to make a TikTok is really goofy for I'm me. I'm an old so. man, so. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not even that, I, it's not even that it's an old man. It's just, I'm not a big fan of TikTok. I just, I can, I get my same TikTok uh, thrill from YouTube shorts and mm. the Instagram scrolling. Well, so, well, reels. well, what I do use is Twitter. And my Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, if you would like to yell at us and tell us, hey, Lamar Jackson is the greatest quarterback of all time, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop where you can buy some merch. That link will be in the description. You can buy stickers that say let somebody cook. You can buy shirts that say let somebody cook. You can buy an apron. This says let somebody cook. I mean, you got those summer barbecues coming up. Might as well support the show while you're at it. That link will be in the description. Make sure to check it out. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone, and see ya.